Welcome back, Money Talkers, with your host, Cody Laughlin here. I just got done with an amazing kind of future casting uh, interview with Alex Chasovsky, and we talked about, believe it or not, the 2030s and what's coming down the road, which is what his um, economics firm specializes in is future casting. And so uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, please head back into it. It's a great interview. Uh, but this is the high impact series. This is where we're going to ask the one big question. And in this, we're going to find something actionable for you to be able to go have a money talk with your kid. You're going to listen to this for eight to 10 minutes, but go on the, after the end of this, you should be able to take something actionable to go have that conversation so that you can impact their future. Uh, you can impact their uh, relationship with you. And you're opening that door and you're having these money talks because you are a money talker. And this allows you to build that relationship so that later in life, when they have bigger and bigger opportunities or challenges around money, around entrepreneurship, around personal finance, that they know they can come to you and talk to you about this. And so Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome, man. Well, here's the big question. What is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life? So I, I thought about this a lot, um, especially in my early career, and I realized that there was almost no conversation surrounding the importance of interpersonal relationships and the way that you interact with the people in your work environment. I think the subject matter tends to focus on knowing how to follow processes and how to do certain activities, you know, calculating spreadsheets or accounting or whatever it might be. Uh, and there's rarely little discussion about how who you know is going to guide or inform or impact your ability to climb the corporate ladder or to continue to grow in your career as much, if not more than the actual knowledge that you gain in those accounting and economics classes, right? So I find it to be fascinating that we don't talk about that, uh, in particular, in terms of the effort that is required from a networking perspective, from a getting, putting yourself out there, engaging with people, even if they're people that you don't necessarily agree with or have similar shared interests, but realizing that every additional relationship that you gain is going to give you extra opportunities down the road to capitalize on. That's my perspective. You know, thinking about that too, there's another side of that is that I think would have been super helpful for me in my early 20s and mid 20s was also the perception of you will have an impact, right? So it's not only your, I agree with you 100%. We don't teach anything around your personality skills of being able to accommodate somebody else, but also your ability and your perception of you that you put out there and the impact that that has. Because there are people that are in higher up positions and especially if you go in corporate world or if you talk about even entrepreneurship and things, their perception of you will determine how fast you move up. And so you have to be aware of those things, which is, I think we think about this like with social media, right? We're like, I'm like kind of thankful we didn't have Facebook when I was a kid. Right? Very thankful. Very thankful. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know how that would have gone. But also I think about like, you know, we, so we talk about in the social side, right? Like, oh, you don't want people to be, see bad pictures of you because you wouldn't want your kids seeing it or whatever, you know right. what I mean? But we don't really think about talking about like how people see you in the workplace. Absolutely. And and the effort and the energy that you bring to it as well. I mean, especially with the with the younger generations, I clearly have noticed a propensity for uh, communication styles that are less engaged. So texting versus picking up the phone and calling somebody, you know, uh, emojis primarily to express how you're feeling about something. And you have to realize that you're going to be engaging with individuals in the professional environment 
that don't speak that same language. And you've got to be able to accommodate different styles of conversation, different um, personalities. And, and, and certainly, especially as you look up the chain, the older generations seem to be in many of the positions of power that will determine the outcome of your own career. And so it's absolutely critical to push yourself and, and to really recognize the need to not only present the best, best face in a professional manner, but also the fact of the matter is that uh, in today's very digital society, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to separate your personal side of your life from your professional side of your life. A lot of times they have to be, uh, they, they go hand in hand and, you know, your Twitter account or like, as you said, you know, Facebook or Instagram posts are perceived as a reflection on your professional uh, persona as well. And so I think it's very, very critical to teach those kind of skills or at least make the kids aware that that's something that's going to make sure that they have to make sure to improve in that regard in order to continue progressing as they want to. Yeah. And you know, it's almost like we talked about earlier about being a contrarian, right? So when I see as an entrepreneur, a lifelong entrepreneur of multiple companies, and when I hear, when I hear problem, I see, I, I think I try to think opportunity. And so as more and more of that interpersonal conversations have turned to emojis, right? If you're the one who's not doing that, you've got, I mean, it's almost like you're eliminating competition, and so it's much easier to stand out as the person who goes above and beyond. My advice to young people who have worked for me and I've hired hundreds of them um, is outwork your pay plan and it'll catch up. Either the place you work will recognize it or somebody else will and they'll poach you, right? That's and exactly. so, and the opportunities will be there. And so like you mentioned earlier, effort, like that is probably the biggest driving factor between being able to move up quickly or not is just the amount of effort you put in to be there. So don't work. If you have a $12 an hour job or a $15 an hour job, don't try to work just those amount of, you know, dollars per hour so that you can get away with the least amount of work to it. Yep. Work it like it's a $30 an hour job and eventually it will catch up. And that's where the separation comes from. You're absolutely right. So my very first job, I was working at McDonald's. I started at the base pay. I think it was three twenty-five an hour at the time. Um, I, uh, as a cashier at the time, I, I volunteered to go clean up a really big mess on the playground that nobody else was willing to touch. And I recognized that to be the opportunity that you're talking about. That day, we just happened to have an inspection from the franchise owner. He came in and he immediately promoted me to assistant manager, doubling my pay from 325 to 650 an hour. So it has immediate ramifications. It's going to position you well. And it's less focused on the specific activities in that moment, but mm -hmm. rather the mindset that you're willing to go above and beyond. That's what we need to teach. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, um, and, I, and I love your point about the interpersonal relationships, about the fact of like, office politics kills more careers than anything I've ever seen, right? Because Absolutely. you get stuck because the people who are complaining constantly stick together and then nobody wants to stand out because they don't want to stand out from the crowd. Well, when you're in the position of leadership, you're looking for the people willing to stand out from the crowd to do the right things and go above and beyond. And then that becomes career, you know, they're, they're going to talk about you, <laughs> but they're going to talk about everybody. So let them, right? And so, uh, and, I, and I think, like I said too, like having the, the, the mindset of a perception of your other people's perception of you at the workplace has a massive amount to do with as well. So are you helpful? Do you show up on time? Are you trustworthy? Do you finish your jobs? Are you dependable? Right? Um, you may not need all the answers or the skill sets. But I think that those traits alone 
will drive you up in a career just as much as a degree, right? Because you talked about earlier about I've got a Columbia degree or I've got a University of Texas degree or I've got a community college degree. I can tell you what, my banker has never asked for my report card, right? right. And That's so, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's there's these opportunities that are out there and a lot of it is because of driven and because of resilience and those kinds of things. And so I think that it's a... Um, I think that's a great conversation to have with your kids, uh, especially in the high school level range. You know, maybe mine are a little young probably for trying to talk about their interpersonal skills and sets and those kind of things. But as you start getting more specialized in the high school and those kind of things, you're getting ready to work, enter the workforce. You need, if you're aware of those things, it's going to make your life a lot easier. But even with younger kids, I would say conflict resolution is a great opportunity to talk about things with your, you know, five to 10 year olds or, yeah. or teens that is going to be invaluable because for sure they're going to run into people that don't like them based on their personality alone. It has nothing to do with their job. Right. Sure. And being able to work through that conflict, that's huge. And yeah. it makes all the difference. I know there's some, uh, there's a lot of little sequences that can come up along the way that they're just little moments. So take the extra effort and have those, have those with them, you know, listen, uh, Alex, I appreciate you coming on with me. I love the work you guys are doing with ITR. Uh, if you want to check out what they're doing there, they're, they're, uh, there's a 2030s plan. There's a lot more going on, tons of tools. Uh, check out ITR Economics. I'll put a link into the show notes um, so that you can you can go and see what they're doing. But this is your opportunity uh, as a money talker to take your earbuds out, take your headphones off, and go have that money talk with your kid. Talk to them about how their interpersonal, if they're older, talk to them about how their interpersonal skills are going to affect them in the work area. Talk to them about their perception of what they are in the work area is going to affect their career. Um, and if they're younger, make sure that you're just there. So you try to figure out some conflict resolutions with them and teach them good habits because more is caught than taught a lot of times. And so um, thank you again for coming on Money Talkers with me. Alec. I appreciate it. Thanks, Cody. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.